Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello, this is Diana, and we are back with episode 53. Today, I'm going to tell you a bit about someone who has been a very important piece of my life because it's his birthday. And I'm talking about my ex-husband, Dave, and the father of my children. And he is someone who I might not have been connected with but for a very special set of circumstances. He was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I am from Palisades in the Hudson Valley. So the events that came together to bring us in contact were, you know, a series of choices of forks in the road. And both of us met by having a bit of a rebellion towards our own circumstances. I was seeing someone else and in fact engaged to be married to someone else, also named Dave (laughs) at the time, and we were having some difficulties. And that's another chapter that I'll tell you about another time. But I decided that we needed some space and I had randomly seen an advertisement for a photography school in Atlanta, Georgia. And I decided I'm going to go to this school and further develop my photography career and you can't come. And then we'll see how it goes. On his side, Dave was reacting to the narrowness of his life and feeling the need to expand. He had been trained as an architect and had been working in a firm and decided that the piece of him that wanted to be a graphic designer was loud enough to call him to something different. So he also applied to this school in Atlanta and that's where we met. When I met him, he had never traveled outside the United States. So we explored a lot of places and I think that my being in his life influenced him to have some adventures that he might never have had otherwise. When I met him he was also a virgin so I taught him a lot about life and the world and in exchange he gave me something that I had not had that was truly a deep wish for myself and for my life, he gave me a family. He gave me two fantastic children 
and we had the nuclear family and the quiet happiness that I had been seeking for a very long time for a while. In any case, I'll tell you a little bit about him first. Um, he grew up in Charlotte, also a very wholesome life. He was the second of three children. His mom is quite a character. But at the time that she was carrying him, she was a smoker and they didn't know in those days, you know, how badly smoking affected the fetus. And so Dave was born six weeks early, very small. And when he was born, he had all kinds of things, some kind of jaundice and various things. And the doctors actually said to his mom, don't plan on taking him home. What a horrible blow that must have been. But he was a survivor and he made it through and he went home and he, you know, survived to see a little sister born as well. And the three of them grew up on Red Carriage Lane in Charlotte. And I'm going to tell one funny story from his childhood because at this time of recording, Dave has a brain tumor. And many of the things that he remembered are now gone. This story, I'm sure it lives in his memory still because his long-term memory is still there in patches. But he might not get the chance to tell this story again, so I'm going to tell it for him. So he had a series of pets when he was growing up, but one of them was this really crazy little basset hound who was very stupid, unfortunately. And so the kids decided that he needed a smart name to help him overcome that obstacle. So they named him Plato. And Plato turned out to be a terrible thief. He had the run of the neighborhood as my dogs did when I was a kid. And he would go to people's houses and pull a piece of laundry off of their line and bring it back to his house or take their shoes from their front porch and bring it back to his house. Somehow he thought that his family was lacking in important things and he kept bringing them gifts and saying, you know, here you go. This is for you. I found it. I went out and hunted and gathered it. <laughs> so their porch ended up full of sort of lost and found. And Beth, Dave's mom, let it be known in her neighborhood that if you're missing something, I'm so sorry. My dog might have taken it. Please come and find it. It's on my porch. And one day in his long career of thieving, Plato was out and there came a knock on the front door and Beth answered the door and it was the mailman. And he said, you have a basset hound, right? And she said, oh, yes, why? And he goes, well, he's trying to drag a lawnmower down the street. <laughs> so Plato decided that the family needed a lawnmower. And he was actually driving it 
are dragging it by the handle down the center of Red Carriage Lane. <laughs> so that's the story of Plato. So Dave and I met in Atlanta at a school for photography and graphic design. It was a brand new school at the time called the Portfolio Center of Atlanta. And that's why they were advertising in Photography Magazine, uh, because they weren't really terribly official. But what did I know? You know, I was making decisions for myself, making snap decisions for myself. So here is a threshold, a change in life where the other options kind of melted away. And by gum, I was off to Atlanta to learn how to be a commercial photographer. And Dave and I, well, there was a graphic design department upstairs and the photography department downstairs where each of us had a cubicle and we did our, you know, commercial photography assignments in these little cubicles that where we could, uh, you know, implement different lighting and whatnot. But we also had to do fashion photography and portrait photography. So one of my friends, Tom, he was shooting a picture and uh, for, you know, a mock magazine ad and he needed a young man. And so he asked Dave, who was one of his roommates, to model for him. And I was uh, flirting slash perhaps dating Tom a little bit. And so I agreed to carry the bounce card that would shine light back up into Dave's face. And so Dave says this was the moment that he decided he had to date me because he was looking down and there was this girl holding up a card and my only job was to look at his face and make sure that there was enough light shining on his face. So we were in eye contact quite a lot. And, um, and that photo shoot changed the course of my life for the next 15 years or so. But I resisted that call at first because I, I had just only newly found my freedom from another relationship. So I was damned if I was going to be tied down, right? So I was uh, dating a few different guys and experimenting and, you know, feeling out my oats and, you know, trying to decide what I, who I was, what I wanted in terms of a primary relationship. And at one point I was dating four different guys at the same time. Don't even ask me. I mean, this is only the kind of schedule that a young person who's determined could possibly keep up, you know. Um, in fact, my mom was very uh, envious and admiring of this episode of my life. But I was dating four different guys, and I don't know, you know, how much they knew about that. But at one point, one of them, who was one of the older ones, he discovered this, and he was appalled. He was so upset and he got really angry to the point that he decided to try and mobilize the other three because he thought that the four of them should sit me down and give me a talking to and tell me how this is not appropriate behavior and that of all things that I had to choose and narrow it down so that I was only dating one of them. So to their credit, two others of them were like, I don't care. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing that to her. It's fine. My, our arrangement is fine. Uh, 
Dave was the one that was really hurt by all of this. But he also said he was not going to sit me down and tell me I was wrong. He just, you know, let it be known that it was upsetting and hurtful to him. But somehow in my head, that proclamation that I had to choose sunk in. It appealed on the dark side to that inner child who was always being punished for doing the wrong thing. And so I somehow thought that, okay, that's right. I do have to choose. I'm hurting people. It's terrible. And I can't behave like this. And when I looked at the four of them, the only one who was really going to give me the picture of my life that I wanted at the time was Dave. And I chose him and we moved in together soon after that actually and became, you know, very, very close, very fast. And before we left that school, we were engaged to be married. So some of that I will continue to tell you in future episodes, but I wanted to wish him a happy birthday here. He probably won't hear this, but that's okay. Three and a half years ago, he was diagnosed with this tumor. And three and a half years ago, they gave him a prospective life expectancy of two years. So he has outlived it by quite a lot. And sadly, his life has shrunk to a very small thing right now because he's getting weaker and he's unable to do many of the things that he did do. His incredible talent of graphic design was something that he wasn't able to do the last year or so or more because his, not only his brain, but his limbs won't function in the same way. So he's had to let that go and that is heartbreaking to watch. So I hope you'll think of him and this is my tribute. Thank you, Dave, for everything you gave me. And thank you all for listening. I'll see you next time. Want to make some juicy passive income but don't know where to start? You need to check out Girls Trade 2. Girls Trade 2 is an online community of women learning to trade in the stock market so they can boost their savings and get off that dang hamster wheel of work, work, work. So if you want some help figuring out the stock market, check out a free web class at girlstrade2.com.
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.